Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had men and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envy.
curious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. I'm Ryan Gable, and you are tuned into The Secret Teachings Radio, Friday, July 9th, 2021, broadcasting around the world on The Fringe FM. Check out The Fringe FM website, fringe.fm or thefringe.fm. You can download the app for free, and you can also download TalkStream Live and the Paranormal Radio apps. Check those websites out to listen to the Fringe stream and the secret teachings. But if you missed an episode and you want to listen to that episode, or if you want to hear more of an episode, or want to listen at a more convenient time, you can subscribe to our show archive to download and stream every show after it airs, plus get access to montages and my digital books. We have weekly, monthly, and yearly subscriptions. The yearly subscription is $50, and it comes with an autographed copy of one of my books on top of everything else, either Occult Arcana Food Philosophy or The Technological Elixir, all of it, plus reviews and more. It's all on the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. That is the show website, thesecretteachings.info. When you grab a book or you subscribe to the show, You support not only the secret teachings, but you support the Fringe FM and you support yourself. On our website, you'll also find links to our Patreon page. We have a new Patreon page. I've just put that up online. We're going to be starting that very, very soon. And we have two new affiliate programs with Pro One Water Filters, formerly Pro Pure. They do water filters for the home, water filters for the shower, filters out toxic chemicals, metals, and fluoride, among other things like chlorine. You can click the link on our website. It will take you to their website, and we will get a percentage of whatever you buy, and it doesn't cost you anything else. It's just a great way to support the show while getting something like a water filter that I think everybody needs. I've got this water filter myself, one of the big ones here uh, just outside my studio in the kitchen. And our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is an American company. They make hydrogen peroxide solutions and isopropyl alcohol solutions. It's all American-made, all made in the United States with American products, and they produce these products to offer to businesses and for personal use to keep things uh, clean, disinfectant, sterilized, etc. And they are offering a 20% discount for all listeners of The Secret Teachings with the promo code TSTCLEAN. That's TSTCLEAN from usplushealth.com, or click their link on our website. It's the affiliate link, so you won't even have to plug in the promo code. And whatever you grab, you get 20% off of through our website. Again, www.thesecretteachings.info. And if you'd like to contact the show, the email is rdgable, that's rdgable, at yahoo.com. Last night, we didn't have a new show last night. Took the night off for a couple of different reasons. Just been really, really exhausted. I stayed up pretty late on Wednesday watching the Stanley Cup finals 
and uh, watching the Tampa Bay Lightning win their back-to-back second Stanley Cup in two years and their third Stanley Cup since 2004. I was living in Tampa at the time. I've followed the Tampa Bay Lightning since 2002, 2003, when I was like 11, you know, I was born in 1991, so I was I was a pretty pretty young kid when I started watching hockey, about 11 or 12 years old, and uh, for years I followed the hockey games. I used to, before travel became restricted, I used to fly down to Florida, uh, wherever I was living, whether Idaho or, you know, now, now in New York, I fly down to Florida, go to the hockey games, a couple games a year. So it was exciting for me to watch the the Stanley Cup final. Exciting for the uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning to win it. Uh, but I've lost a lot of interest in sports recently. Um, I'm, I'm not really interested in any sport anyway, except hockey. But I, I guess it's just maybe it's age or maybe it's the state of world affairs. But I just I couldn't get into watching politically charged basketball games with cardboard fans. You know, where every player doesn't even have their name on their jersey. It's, you know, it's like one jersey says uh, Black Lives Matter, another jersey says Justice. And I always find that to be very ironic. You know, I grew up playing basketball and I grew up playing uh, rec league. Um, I had an opportunity to play, you know, more so in high school, but I I dropped out of it because I just didn't get along with the, the, the jock mentality. And I was much younger, so everybody was a lot older than I was. And you know, they older people they look at you differently. Like, what's this kid doing here? Didn't matter how talented you were. So I, you know, I I played around uh, people that were all different backgrounds and colors and races. It, n- none of that ever affected the game of basketball. None of that ever affected anybody on the court or off the court. And uh, trying to watch, I tried to watch one basketball game like a year and a half ago, and I turned it on, and it was like. You know, uh, there goes, you know, equal justice for all with, you know, with a three pointer. And I'm thinking, who's equal justice for all? And it was just all about social justice. And they had, you know, Marxist groups written on the court and there's no fans. And the fans that are there are cardboard or they're digital. So I thought, you know, I, I can't watch any. I don't really watch sports anyway, but I'm done with sports. Uh, and then the Stanley Cup playoffs come around. And uh, Tampa Bay was in the playoffs. I watched a, you know, a little bit of a, a preview here or there of a, of a game here or there. And that was about it. And then I decided I'm going to watch the full Stanley Cup finals between Tampa and Montreal. And uh, you know, watching it, uh, the first two games were in Tampa. Tampa won both of them. And it felt like and it, 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 it was energized like a real hockey game. There weren't cardboard fans. Uh, the arena in Tampa was totally full. And uh, the only person I saw with a mask on was, you know, the coach. That was it. Uh, for Tampa, it's John Cooper had a mask on, and there were some assistant coaches that had masks on, but that was it. I didn't see really anybody in the stands with the mask. It was full capacity. Everybody was fine. And then the game shifted to Montreal for games three and four, and I read that Montreal was only letting in 3,000 3, to 3,500 people that that's all that would be allowed into the game. And I thought, wow, well, I mean, the Bell Center in Montreal, if you know anything about hockey, it's one of the toughest places to play because it's so loud. It's so, I I guess you could kind of compare it to, I don't really watch football a lot, but I know about, you know, the Seattle Seahawks and their football stadium and uh, how loud and hard it is to play there. 
And that's how Montreal has always been. And watching it, it was, I'm, I'm sure a lot of the audio was, was artificial because it sounded like there were way more fans there than 3,500 you know, people that were let in. But it's just bizarre. Right across this imaginary borderline, the world is totally different. And then when you fly down to Florida, everything's back to normal. And life is as it's always been, with a few exceptions. And I was, I was in Florida uh, a couple of months ago, and things are essentially just as they were before the so-called pandemic. Now, that's the Stanley Cup final. And a lot of people don't watch hockey, and so it's not really on anybody's mind uh, unless they're a real hardcore sports fanatic or they really, really love hockey. I even went down to the grocery store to get a newspaper because I have the newspapers from the original Stanley Cup championship in 2004, and I thought, let me just you know put that in my little, my little uh, you know my uh, nostalgic file of things that I collected when I was a kid. I have all this hockey stuff in a box, but I couldn't find anything. There was like no mention, even in the the USA Today newspaper, there was literally no mention of the Stanley Cup championship. Nowhere that I could find, there wasn't like a write up or a, you know anything. I thought that's that's just par for the course. You know, any hockey fan kind of knows that nobody really, you know, in the mainstream appreciates or likes hockey, even though it's probably one of the toughest and most respectable sports. And uh, I thought, you know, hockey's over, but, you know, there's Olympic hockey now coming up. And uh, the Olympic hockey, I I had to think about it for a while. I thought, is there is there hockey? Is this the Winter Olympics? Is there going to be hockey, you know, this year? So I looked it up and. It looks like the United States didn't qualify. Uh, and you have some teams that are, uh, Japan's going to play, uh, Canada. I mean, that's kind of obvious. Canada, I think, almost always qualifies. But there's like South Africa is is qualified. Uh, the Netherlands, India. It's going to be interesting to watch uh, Olympic hockey. But when I was looking into the Olympics, I started to come across a few things that I found uh, found interesting. You know, for one, when there's an Olympic game and there haven't been many since I've been on radio because they're they're held you know every four years every two every four years but the Olympic ceremony uh, that opens the games is watched by billions of people not millions but billions of people around the world they watch the opening ceremony and this year the opening ceremony is going to be on Friday July 23rd 2021 so about two weeks from now is when the ceremony will commence. The closing ceremony will take place on Sunday, August 8th of 2021. Now, if you've listened to the secret teachings, you'll know that when you have this this big of an event, Super Bowl halftime show, an Olympic opening or closing ceremony or both, you're going to get things that are going to, on the surface, look purely like entertainment. But underneath, there's an underlying occult theme. And it, 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 could be, it could be anything. It doesn't have to be one thing or another or some specific occult agenda. But the ceremonies of uh, other Olympic Games have been uh, very interesting in the past. Like in the 1980s, there was an alien that showed up and waved to the fans. Remember that? I think that was in Los Angeles. Uh, in 2012, you had the very bizarre... Olympics in uh, London, where you have, it starts off with the, the weird Olympic characters with the one eye, 
and all the biblical names of the streets leading into the stadium uh, with the pyramidal eyes, you know, pyramidal light structures that look like illuminated eyes at the top of the pyramid. Uh, some people even said, "Hey, look! When they light up the stadium, it looks like um, it looks like a crown virus. It looks like a, a computer-generated image of a coronavirus." It was back in 2012, and then you had like Lord Voldemort hovering over a bunch of kids in their beds. It's a very bizarre, very bizarre uh, uh, Olympic ritual, and I don't know what we're going to see this year in Tokyo. Uh, but we know that whatever it is, it'll be powerful and it's going to speak to billions of people. And when I, when I first you know, realized, oh my God, the Olympics are in just a couple of weeks. You know, what, what's happened to the last year? Time has really just se- seems to have evaporated. I thought, well, the Olympics, billions of people are going to watch this. They've got to, they've got to, to either fully accept the, the social trend toward what people call social justice or they have to ban it outright because the Olympics really shouldn't be about let's play for a country and then also, you know, badmouth the country at the same time that gives you the opportunity to play for it. So according to multiple reports, the Olympic Games are banning athletes from making political gestures. Uh, Olympic athletes will, furthermore, according to the International Olympics Committee, the IOC, not be allowed to wear anything that relates to Black Lives Matter during ceremonies at the Tokyo Olympic Games. And uh, not only are the Olympics going to look a little bit different because sports over the last year and a half to two two years have been these, these rituals of, I guess we could call them social justice rituals. It's just been in your face propaganda, but also because the Tokyo Olympics are going to be held mostly without spectators. The Tokyo Olympics are going to be held without spectators at, at, at all venues um, in and around the Japanese capital due to so-called coronavirus infection spikes, according to Olympic organizers. And they said this uh, yesterday, July 8th. So in, in the last two years, we've seen sports turn into these hardcore, politically correct social justice displays. And then in the last year, we've seen sports turn into not even spectator sports. They've turned into cardboard fans and digital fans and Sports have just taken a bizarre turn. And now the Olympics, they're not going to have a lot of fans, but at least they've banned the social justice component of it. And I I think it's funny that a lot of people can justify living in free countries where they have free speech and then use that free speech knowingly or ignorantly, unknowingly, to try to censor and block other people from expressing their free speech, not understanding that that's not, first of all, what free speech is, but second of all, really, I don't think should have any uh, any kind of representation whatsoever at the Olympics. That's not what the Olympics are about. And then you have people concerned over black athletes being suspended because they tested positive for drugs. There's a lot of weird things going on, and we're going to talk about this in our first Olympic show this year, 2021, July 9th, right here on The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. I'm Ryan Gable. 
Check out our website at thesecretteachings.info and don't go anywhere. We'll be back. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is The Secret Teachings Radio on The Fringe FM. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hear more while supporting the show, visit the website, thesecretteachings.info, and subscribe to our show archive. As a yearly subscriber, you can download and stream every show after it airs and get access to the digital versions of each one of Ryan's books. The show offers weekly and monthly subscriptions, or for $50 a year, get access to the archive, montages, and digital books at a discounted price. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the donate button at the top of the page. Your subscription supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and you. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I personally use their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. Do you want to know more about this strange and weird reality we live in? Join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where we explore the unrevealed. Every Wednesday night, live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. Did you hear that scientists recently discovered radio waves coming from Proxima Centauri? Well, I cannot confirm nor deny we are broadcasting from that neck of the woods. You are listening to KTLK. The Fringe FM. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable. 
If you want the most unique blend of subjects anywhere on radio, from parapsychology, pop conspiracy, parapolitics, the paranormal, and symbolism, look no further than The Secret Teachings, airing Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. Our topics, themes, and perspectives are not bogged down by rhetoric or ideological collective associations. It's just raw thought and consciousness. Check us out by visiting our website at thesecretteachings.info or the network fringe.fm. I'm Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings Radio right here on The Fringe FM, Monday through Friday broadcasting around the world. The Olympic Games originated in ancient Greece about 3,000 years ago. They were revived in the late 19th century and have become a premier sporting event around the world based on competition and the best athletes from numerous countries. Obviously, some people don't like the Olympics because they believe that the Olympics is some kind of giant conspiracy to unite the world into a one-size-fits-all global government. I suppose they could be promoted for such a thing, but the Olympics are thousands of years old, and uh, the original Olympic Games were held... Every four years in Olympia, in honor of the god Zeus, and uh, these games featured some of the most uh, well-trained, athletic, and talented athletes uh, at that time around the world. But the most uh, modern form of the Olympics took place in 1896, so over 100 years ago in Athens. And those Olympics featured 280 participants from 13 nations competing in 43 events. And the Olympics as we know them today have changed quite a bit since the original Olympics. And uh, they've been opened up to more people. I think more people have opportunity to train and to uh, at least attempt to qualify for the Olympics. But the Olympics really should be and this is my opinion, and I believe it's based on, you know, the history of, of what the Olympics are supposed to be about, at least. And that is that the Olympics are really supposed to be a time to set aside your differences and to unite in healthy sporting competition and compete with one another. Now, the Olympics over the years have uh, changed and been subject to political and uh, global issues uh, during World War II, for example. And uh, I I don't know if the Olympics themselves are some grand conspiracy. I don't think that they are. Obviously, with what I call the YouTube age, everything is a grand conspiracy. But I think things are they're a little simpler than that. I think the Olympics are a time when people get together and they, they perform as athletes and they proudly fly the flag or they proudly compete 
for their flag of their respective nation. And it's a healthy competition. Now, what goes on in the field? Do the athletes actually feel that way about each other? I don't know. But, but something um, strange has happened in the last two years. In the last two years, sports here in the United States have changed. They've changed because everything about sports have, has become about social justice and political correctness. And things that otherwise have no business on a football field and no business on a basketball court or a hockey uh, rink have really not only arrived at those facilities, but they've taken center stage. Now, it's one thing to have a right in a free and open environment to express your views and to choose whether or not you decide to you know, pledge allegiance to a flag or stand during a national anthem or proudly represent your country. It's another thing to use a free and open society to demean that free and open society and to attempt to limit other people in that society from expressing their views, uh, from expressing their opinions in order so that your opinion can be heard the loudest and sometimes the most violently of all other opinions. There's clearly a line that I believe is socially drawn in the sand, and I don't think it's arbitrary between those two things. So let's think about this for a second. Over the last two years, there's been a drastic change in the social element of sports. Now people don't fight about my team's better, my team is you know, more talented, you know, my team can score more points than your team. Now people fight about various sections in the stadium that are designated for people that have received experimental gene therapy shots and sections of people that have their masks on or don't have their masks on. Sports has become less about competition and more about the, the, the social message that can be presented by uh, the winning team or by the, the city that has the best team. And, and, and that, to me, is, is very bizarre. To me, that's very strange. Uh, I've, I've liked sports on and off throughout my life. I grew up playing basketball. I watched the Stanley Cup final because I'm from Tampa. I've always loved Tampa Bay hockey. I love hockey in general. And when I watched Tampa Bay go to Montreal this last week and play the Canadians in Canada at a place that's really one of the hardest hockey arenas to play in, especially during the playoffs, and particularly during, during the Stanley Cup final, uh, there's just there's no energy. There were, there were hardly any fans there. But when you come back to Tampa, the stadium was jam-packed. And uh, it, shows, it shows you the, the separation and the divide between nations and cultures and individual states even here in the United States where some places are fully open, others are shut down, and life really isn't any different in the places that are open except people are basically doing what they've always done and places that are closed down. And so when you translate all this to the Olympics, you would expect on the surface at least to see a lot of the same thing happening. Now, of course, the Olympics this year are going to be held in Tokyo just in two weeks, starting on the 23rd of July. And they're going to look a little bit different. They're not going to have uh, the spectators. 
at all the venues around Tokyo, according to the organizers. Uh, the announcement, abandoning their earlier plan to stage the Olympics um, in front of a number of, of a handful of fans, uh, came after the government of Japan decided to put Tokyo under another state of emergency until August 22nd. Therefore, because of this, there aren't going to be spectators now at the games. And I think that'll probably change the, the landscape of the Olympics because it takes the nationality out of the games. It takes the energy out of the games. Now, that's convenient for some people because some people see the Olympics as this terrible thing that, that, that is, is an, it's a conspiracy to unite all nations under a global government. And that's, that's all that they see it as. They don't understand the history of it or what the Olympics, at least, you know, should, I guess you could say theoretically should represent, you know, but other people see it as an opportunity to see what the world would look like without any kind of like nationalism. And uh, I, 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 some people are happy that there won't be fans there because if there aren't fans, there aren't countries that are being represented by anyone except for the athletes themselves. There aren't groups of fans from, you know, the United States or from Canada, from Australia, from South Africa. It's just an empty stadium and people competing in, you know, various different Olympic sports kind of takes a lot of the energy out of it and it almost um kind of takes away the point of the olympics not to have fans come from around the world to support their nations but for some people that's a that's a good thing but but let's get into the the, the details of of what's going on although the the olympics this year aren't going to have uh, hardly any spectators there really aren't supposed to be any spectators there the global body that oversees the olympic games has announced that athletes are not allowed to make political gestures at the event, and any athlete who does make a political gesture will be punished. Now, that is according to the IOC, and according to a survey committed uh, by the committee of uh, athletes who would be participating in the Games. And uh, a third of the athletes were surveyed and the majority want anyone who makes a political statement to be punished because a lot of the athletes believe that this isn't a time for political statements. This is a time to set those differences aside, set the differences, which is the, 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 the one of the basic concepts and ideas of the Olympics to set the differences in nation states aside and geopolitical you know, uh, circles, set that stuff aside and have a healthy competition and, you know, run, jump, play for yourself and for your teammates and for your nation. And that's, that's a more unified world where people can set aside their differences and have a healthy debate, set aside their differences and have a healthy, uh, you know, sport, a healthy competition, a healthy game. It might be nothing more than show, but if you watch, uh, most uh, championship games, you know, like hockey is famous for at the end where the athletes, you know, they just basically it's 
I don't know how realistic it is, but everybody goes down the line and they shake each other's hand. And when I play basketball, we would do the same thing. You know, no matter if the game was close or it was a blowout, we'd always go down the line and they try to teach us, you know, sportsmanship. You know, you don't spit on your opponent. You don't attack your opponent because they scored a, you know, a goal. You know, you don't, you don't like, you don't try to, you don't try to stop the other person from leaving the stadium and, you know, beat them down in the parking lot because they beat you. Fans will get into that, but that's not really healthy. In my opinion, that's not really healthy sports. It's not really, that's not not how it should be done. But the Olympic committee has said there's not going to be political gesturing going on at the Olympics this year. And when I read that, I thought that's fantastic. I'm, I'm so happy. I don't really watch all the Olympics. But if I'm going to watch the Olympics, I don't want to see people pumping their fist and people burning flags on the podium. I don't want to see uh, people that are that are competing for a country that has given them the opportunity to compete and to make money and get endorsements and, you know, and sponsor them so that they don't have to work and they can train, you know, for their whatever it is that their 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 um, their talent is. And then for them to turn around and spit on that country at the same time. I don't want to see that. Who wants to see that? Apparently, the athletes don't want to see that either. The athletes, according to a poll conducted by the Olympic Committee, uh, hardly any of the athletes want to see that. It's just a very small number of people that are screaming the loudest and that are making the most noise that are heard. But the Olympic Committee says, no, we're not going to have that. Now, that also includes the International Olympics Committee has also included in that any displaying of Black Lives Matter apparel is explicitly banned during ceremonies at the upcoming Tokyo Games. And this is this is according to new rules posted by the International Olympics Committee. The International Olympics Committee revealed its newest policy change. This was last month in June noting that no political demonstrations will be allowed on the field of play. And IOC officials, that's the International Olympics Committee, have confirmed that these rules ban any use of BLM imagery, logos, slogans, apparel, activism, etc., etc., etc. Athletes are also going to be barred from political activism and sloganeering during official ceremonies and at the winner's podium. You know, Olympians, uh, however, are not banned from all activism, uh, which is something that when people make this a political issue in the news, oh, athletes should be able to hold up BLM signs on the podium. Well, they can still have their their day uh, in the spotlight, you know, not just for you know their talent, but for their political views, uh, because they're not banned from all activism. Uh, they can use their BLM slogans or their other politically correct social justice slogans during interviews and press conferences, which which arguably, um, you know, are probably a better place to display those opinions. If if I were someone who wanted to display such an opinion, I mean, those are the kinds of things that get, you know, news attention. And if you're at a press conference and you make a statement that's highly politically charged, what's the news going to play? They're going to play that statement rather than just, uh, you know, the the winner's circle and someone getting a gold medal. Um, I don't see why this is a problem. Personally, I don't like uh, the idea that any athlete can can have 
have these platforms to disseminate things that are, when you break it down, they are the epitome of uh, what is wrong with the political system, extremism and vile and hatred, all based on what they perceive as love. But I also believe in free expression. And I think that there's uh, a middle ground. There's a middle ground there. And I think the Olympic Committee has found that middle ground. They've said, when you're playing the sport, you're not going to display your political opinions because this is about the Olympic Games. This isn't about your Marxist ideology. This isn't about you wanting to tear down Western civilization. This isn't about you as a black person who has you know millions of dollars in contracts and you don't have to work and all you have to do is lift weights and wear Nikes, uh, how you're oppressed. This is about getting together as one people, competing in a healthy environment and showing the world that that kind of competition and that kind of trust and communication between citizens of different countries as athletes and countries themselves can happen in a civilized world and that there doesn't need to be conflict. In other words, the Olympics, in essence, at least theoretically, should project the very concept that many of these athletes who want to make political statements supposedly believe in, that they want a just, equal world. Now, it obviously is absurd that these level of, of celebrities and athletes claim they want a just and equal world when they are living lives and lifestyles and they have influence that you and myself and your friends and your family will never have in the world. You know, I'm not able to lift, you know, hundreds of pounds in an Olympic weightlifting competition. I can't play professional hockey. I can't, uh, you know, I can't throw, uh, you know, a, a javelin. I can't, I, I did, I did do a long jump one time in high school. I got eighth place in central Florida. Uh, I still have that ribbon somewhere, but I can't compete in the Olympic games. You can't compete in the Olympic games. I mean, these are highly trained athletes, well-trained athletes. I mean, th these people are machines and, and most of them are extremely talented and the Olympics are about coming together displaying that talent and being proud of your country, not using the open platform to, you know, bad-mouthing the place that you come from. So the Olympic Committee has banned this expression. They said that you cannot do this on the field, you cannot do that, but you can do it in press conferences. So I don't really know why people are, you know, upset about that because you can still do it. You just can't do it. You know, I guess you don't have free range to rip down the flag of the country you don't like. Right. You don't, I guess as an American, you can't burn the American flag on the Olympic podium. Oh, you're so oppressed. You think that might just be an exaggeration? It's not. Back in uh, June, Chelsea Wolfe, a so-called transgender athlete, says that uh, their goal is to, quote, burn a U.S. flag. That's, quote, burn a U.S. flag at the Olympic podium. Chelsea Wolf is a BMX freestyle rider and uh, had 
posted on Facebook that her, his, I don't know, I don't care goal was to burn a U.S. flag at the Olympic podium. And of course, the only people that reported that other than Newsweek was Fox News. So it sounds like a conservative right wing story. Uh, Last time I checked, uh, both sides of that political wing are of the bird of the United States of America, if you will. So both those wings are American wings. And if you're going to burn the U.S. flag at the Olympic podium and that's your goal, and then you delete the, the, the Facebook post, here's an idea. You get banned from playing at the Olympics. Now, now Chelsea Wolfe is more well-known for her or his or whatever transgender activism, apparently, than they are as a BMX freestyle uh, st- styler, style rider, whatever they call them. Because... I, I knew who Chelsea Wolf was, but only because of the of the weird, you know, commercials on TV and the press conferences and the news articles. And I thought BMX freestyle rider. I don't think I've ever watched BMX freestyle at the Olympics, but I knew who Chelsea Wolf was because of, you know, these kinds of statements. And that says something, I mean, about, you know, these kinds of athletes. I think the athletes should be known for their talent, you know, and it's funny because. If this was like, like, think about this. If you were a North Korean athlete, you know, or you were like an athlete when the Soviet Union was up and running and you said, my goal is to win a gold medal so I can burn the Soviet flag. Uh, you would die in a car wreck, a plane crash, or they might just shoot you and say, um, yeah, we didn't like what that athlete said, so we have another athlete, and they just blow your head off. If you were in North Korea and you said, my goal is to win a gold medal so I can burn the North Korean flag, do you, do you, do you have any idea what would happen to you? You'd probably be chopped into pieces, like physically chopped into pieces. They would shoot you in the head. But since you're an American athlete, you have a right to not stand for the national anthem. You have a right to say, I don't like this country. You have a right to say, I don't like that other people have an ability to express themselves freely and to worship the gods or the goddess that they choose to worship. I don't like that people have the freedom to assemble. I don't like that people have the freedom to assemble and to combat my view, my assembly, my free speech, my religious view. I don't like that people have their own opinions. You have a right to believe all that. However, there is a line. And when you cross that line, you are no longer protected. I believe not just by actual law, but you're not protected anymore by the social contract. When we all agree, and this is the bottom line for me, when we all agree, whether we uh, agree or not, we agree whether we agree or not on certain topics, If we can come together and we can discuss those things and we can debate those things and we can converse about those things and we can have a train of thought and a stream of consciousness about those things and not kill each other, that's the point in the great American experiment. Whether we have a different religious viewpoint or a political viewpoint or, you know, whatever. But when you start to say, as we're having our conversation that you disagree with everything that we're saying, and because we don't support your view, we're bad, and you start labeling us as bigots and, and hate mongers 
for not agreeing with you, and then your goal is to burn the symbol that lets you have that ignorant opinion, you, you should be kicked off of the BMX bike. And besides, Chelsea Wolf isn't even like, I mean, granted, I couldn't do the stuff that this person does. I, I don't even know if I remember how to ride a bike. <laughs> but if I'm being honest, but I've read a, rode a bike for, for, for years since I lived in Boise, uh, being hyperbolic, of course, but I, I, I can't do the kind of stuff that this person can do on a bike. But if you're going to say that kind of stuff, you should be booted out of the Olympics altogether. But this person isn't even like a, a, a top star athlete. They only qualified as a, as a backup from what I read. Here's the, here's the whole Facebook post. My goal is to win the Olympics so I can burn a U.S. flag on the podium. This is what they focus on during a pandemic, hurting trans kids. What trans kids? I don't even know where, what that means or where that comes from. Do you realize that trans people make up less than a half a percent of the population around the world? Less than a half a percent of the population. And then these people like Chelsea Wolf. Uh, and others are like the black trans women. What black trans women? Black people make up 13% of the U.S. population. Do you know the percentage of black people who are trans? It is such a small number, you can't find it with a magnifying glass. However, when you start teaching this in school, and you teach kids to be the opposite sex, and you don't let them naturally choose what they feel and how they how they choose to live their lives and what they feel about themselves sexually and gender and all that, then you're conditioning, brainwashing, and manipulating children into thinking, oh, um, I'm trans now, and they don't even know what that means. They have no idea what that means. They don't even know what their own penis is yet or their own vagina is yet. They don't know what their breasts are yet. Okay, They don't, they, they don't, they don't even know, you know what what uh you know what's to come after they get out of uh you know school that day you know they don't know what they're going to have for dinner that night let alone whether they're they're trans or not you know that's that's cultural marxism for you that's cultural degrading it's about separating people confusing people it's about removing the family structure entirely and trying to implode the system as it exists so, Chelsea Wolf and others, if you want to burn the American flag at the podium, here's an idea. Why don't you go to a country where they have the policies and the ideology that you, that you believe in, like, I don't know, communist China, and you'll see how unfair and unjust and dangerous it is to make statements like that in countries that share your ideology. Because in Countries like China, Chelsea Wolf would have probably been disappeared. Countries like China would have probably done it blatantly out in the open as a demonstration to the rest of their athletes. You do not burn Chinese flag. You do not use Chinese flag to make political statement. So that was the first big story. And then you just have an avalanche of other stories that come out. Stories that are really unrelated to, they don't really have any, any significant relationship to, you know, to, to political correctness or social justice or whatever. You just have stories um, that are turned into that. An example would be Shakari, I believe is her name, Shakari Richardson, who was suspended over 
testing positive for marijuana. And I'm reading the article about this uh, this morning, July 9th, that came out yesterday. People that are advocating for marijuana legalization are really disappointed and frustrated with uh, the White House because Shakari uh, Richardson's uh, Richardson's disqualification from the Tokyo Olympics, you know, apparently to these people that like to smoke weed all day, is a big disappointment because that's how they identify their lives. Uh, but the reality is, uh, you're on a illicit substance that is part of the anti-doping policy of the Olympics, and if you're caught with it, you are disqualified. Even if you don't agree with that, even if that should be changed, you know, as a policy, when you agreed to compete at the Olympics, you agreed, I'm not going to take steroids, I'm not going to be a pothead, I'm going to train, I'm going to compete, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to fight for my team and I'm going to represent my country. And then people are upset because the potheads want someone to take a stand, like they want the White House to take a stand on this and and, and try to have her reinstituted. Well, you you broke the, the policy of the Olympic. You can't, what is wrong with people? You were on marijuana. I don't necessarily agree, but you're disqualified. And because Shakari Richardson is black, suddenly it's a racial issue. It's not a racial issue. And and from what I was reading about this, she's not really she's not really upset about it. You know? So what's the big deal? It's like people are using the disqualification of a black woman to their own political ends. They're using it to push for marijuana legalization because it's wrong that I can't smoke weed all the time. Yeah, it is wrong. You should be able to do whatever you want to do, you know, to some extent. That unfortunately might be an arbitrary line in the sand. But see, there's a lot more going on than this. There's there's the whole subject of transgender athletes in the Olympics. And there's a big misunderstanding when it comes to that, too, because of testosterone levels. And we're going to look at this and other things like Gwen Berry when we come back from the break. This show's going to get weirder and more in-depth about the Olympics this year and what's happening behind the scenes and on the surface and what we can expect at the Olympics. We'll do more Olympic shows. But this is just our first observation of the 2021 Olympics. So far, the Olympic Committee has banned political expressions on the field. I think that is a good start. What do you think? rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. There's a lot more after this. Go to the website, subscribe to the archive to get even more, including our montages and my digital books. When you subscribe for one year, you also get a physical copy of one of my books. Check out our affiliate sponsors on the website too, Pro One Water Filters and US Plus Health, www.thesecretteachings.info. I'm Ryan Gable, and there's more after this. Stay with us. Lifting the veil and peering into the abyss should only be done with the proper tools. Get them right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. And don't forget to download The Fringe FM app for free for your mobile device. Do you like the secret teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health? 
to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I personally use their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. The truth is out there, and so are we. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Are you thinking about creating a podcast but don't know where to start? Do you really want to have to learn all this stuff? Individual track processing, enhanced and improved sound quality, edit out those awkward pauses and slips, mix multiple clips and tracks, back volumes, deliver consistent sound, live podcast production, show notes and SEO optimization, episode upload to hosting, live call screening, balance levels allowed to measure broadcast standards, full branding packages, logo design, podcast site, website, show artwork. Or do you just want to get on the mic and get your ideas out there? The Fringe FM team is here to help with all of your podcasting, audio and video production needs. From simple podcast to audio enhancement, our professional production staff will make it easier than ever to create the podcast you desire. Visit thefringe.fm, join our team, and get jump started on your podcast today. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. What are you doing on Wednesdays? I want to invite you to join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where I provide commentary and invite guests on to talk about UAPs, conspiracies, current events, nature of reality, consciousness, and of course, the paranormal. Listen to The Rogie Report every Wednesday live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears 
years spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of the Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after Lighting the Void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM, brings you exclusively The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are tuned into the Secret Teachings Radio, broadcasting around the world on the Fringe FM. Fringe.fm is the network website, and you can also download for free the Fringe, F-R-I-N-G-E, Fringe FM app. Check us out on TalkStream Live also, and the Paranormal Radio app. And if you'd like to subscribe to our archive to get access to all the shows after they air, you can download and stream them. Download as many episodes as you have storage capacity for. Visit our website at www.thesecretteachings.info. Subscribe today to get access to the montages as well and the digital books. It all comes in one package when you subscribe. Yearly subscribers will get a copy of one of my books for free. As part of their subscription, I'll autograph it if you'd like, and I will ship it to you for free in the United States, around the world. It costs a little bit more because of the shipping costs, of course. On our website, you will also find, furthermore, our two affiliate sponsors, Pro One Water Filters and US Plus Health. US Plus Health is offering 20% off for all listeners of The Secret Teachings. Just go to plus, usplushealth.com, that's US plushealth.com or click their link on our website next to that link you'll find the link to pro one water filters that's pro one water filters if you're in the market for a water filter this is the company that you should go with if you're not in the market you should seriously think about getting a water filter for a lot of different reasons one you'll not have to buy bottled water if you are doing that and two if you are worried about having enough water you can always purify the water out of your tap or purify the water out of your bathtub it's just a great device to have for preparing uh, whether you're preparing for uh, friends and family to come over preparing for dinner or you're preparing for some kind of uh, you know unfortunate disaster or maybe a so-called pandemic it's good to have a water filter and it's great to have a shower filter as well I have one of those and although I have a lot of uh, you know sensitivities with my skin this water filter has really helped to prevent those toxins in the water from getting onto my skin, uh, including chlorine, which can vaporize in a hot shower and uh, cause respiratory problems, among other things. So that's one of the perks of having one of these uh, shower filters. It's Pro One Water Filters, www.thesecretteachings.info. All the links are there. It's also started to rain here 
very, very loud, if you can hear that in the background. I have a gate on my microphone, but you can probably still hear the rain coming down outside. It's kind of ominous. And, um, you know, a lot of the things we talk about here on The Secret Teachings are ominous. They are sometimes scary. Other times, they're not scary, but people interpret them as scary. And tonight, I, I'm not doing a show where I, I think it could be interpreted as scary. I think it could be interpreted as offensive because people have a hardcore extreme to one side or another of, of a spectrum viewpoints on uh, current events or very hot topical subjects. And they're offended that anybody would voice an opinion contrary to their opinion, which has to be right because they believe it. But there's an underlying theme that flows underneath of the political correctness and that flows underneath of the stream of social justice. And those are things that we'll probably have more shows on as we approach the 2021 Tokyo Olympics. We've talked about in the last two years how sports in general have changed, how sporting events have become platforms for messages of social justice and political correctness. They've also taken the human element out of the sporting event when cardboard fans and digital fans have been used in basketball and in other venues for different sports. The 2021 Stanley Cup final, though, just a few nights ago, concluded with the Tampa Bay Lightning beating the Montreal Canadiens in five games at home in Tampa to win the Stanley Cup back-to-back. And when they did that, they did it in front of a stadium of fans as opposed to in Montreal in Canada where there were only a few thousand people let in the stadium. And the Olympics are going to look closer to what the Stanley Cup finals look like in Montreal. The Olympics are going to be held mostly without spectators because the government of Japan and the government of Tokyo believe that the games could wreak havoc on people's health because they have, quote-unquote, surging. These are surging COVID cases in Japan. It's a new policy barring spectators in the host city from attending the event. So there will not be spectators at the 2021 Tokyo Olympics, which will make the Olympics look a lot different. You know, and and I don't think fans are really considered a lot. And just like with coaches, we just look at, we look at players and we think the players are what really matter. But, you know, coaches have, uh, have an important role to play. And likewise, fans have an important role to play. Maybe in some sports more than other sports, but in hockey especially. You know, hockey is one of those sports where the energy, can you can feel the, the vibration if you go to a hockey game, especially if you go to a playoff game or if you've been to a championship game. The energy is, is truly unreal. It feels... Um, it feels it's like something you never felt before. It's, it's a pretty incredible feeling. I, I love playoff hockey. A lot of people like playoff hockey because of that. They only watch playoff hockey. But the Olympics, I always thought, would be something akin to that because the Olympics are whole countries uniting to 
combat one another in the healthy competition that is sport, or at least it should be a healthy competition. You know, the official symbol of the modern Olympic Games is the five interlocking colored rings representing the continents of North and South America, Africa, Australia, Europe, and Asia. The Olympic flag uh, with this symbol on a white background was flown for the first time in 1920. And uh, over the years, there have been, you know, lapses in games because of... Uh, World War One or World War Two, there have been uh, lapses in games for other reasons, and you know things have changed. But the Olympics, going back three thousand years to Greece, about three thousand years, uh, were revived in the nineteenth century. But the original games featured; uh, they were held in honor of the god Zeus, and they featured uh, you know players, uh, athletes from all around, would get together in what at least was perceived to be healthy competition. I, I've also read, and this is interesting, I think, especially for modern conversations for a lot of reasons, that a lot of the original Olympic athletes did not eat meat because they thought that meat would inhibit their performance, which is really fascinating when you start to think about ancient secret societies, especially those in Greece and in Egypt, because those secret societies when they put initiates through the initiatory process, they would abstain from alcohol, social contact with others, including sexual contact, and they'd abstain from eating meat because they believed that meat and alcohol would contribute negatively to their initiatory experience. They believed that consuming animal flesh would prevent them from communicating with the spirits that it was uh it was a sacrifice an unnecessary sacrifice i thought that that was interesting i had read i read that a couple of years ago about olympic athletes like original olympic athletes now the olympics have taken a have taken a turn with no fans now and the games uh essentially postponed until this year the olympic committee has done something that uh I, a lot of people obviously disagree with this, but I think it's a, I think it's a wonderful thing. Uh, the global body that oversees the Olympic Games, the IOC, has said that based on their survey, most of their athletes agree any political gesture made at the event will be punished. You will not take a knee. You will not raise a fist. This will not be tolerated at the 2021 Olympics. Now, you can do this at a press conference, but if you're on the field of play, you put your fist in the air, you kneel for a national anthem, you're out. And I agree with that because I don't think the games should be about anything except healthy competition and the true uniting and the crossing of national borders coming together and having a good time. And I don't think it should be about politically charged statements, especially when those statements are about tearing down the very country that gives you the money and the opportunity and the sponsorship to compete for them. And then you're going to be an arrogant, arrogant, ignorant, ignorant, unbelievably misinformed and self-righteous punk like Chelsea Wolfe, who didn't even qualify for 
the starting position. Chelsea Wolfe's a backup. But Chelsea Wolfe said, my goal is to win the Olympics so I can burn a U.S. flag on the podium. Well, I suppose she has a right to burn that flag. But if you're going to burn that flag, maybe you should burn it in your backyard. You probably shouldn't burn the American flag on the Olympic podium. And I think that the Olympic Committee, from what I've read, they don't want this kind of attention. So they've banned these kinds of displays. Now, that's an extreme display. Others they've simply banned from having political uh, comments or wearing political apparel. In fact, they explicitly stated that athletes will not be allowed to wear Black Lives Matter apparel during the games, according to new rules posted by the International Olympic Committee. Again, I think that is a great thing. If you want to wear a BLM t-shirt at a press conference, you can do that. But you're not going to do it on the field of play. Now, Chelsea Wolfe is a BMX freestyle rider, and Chelsea Wolfe is uh, transgender. There's another transgender athlete competing in the Olympics, Laurel Hubbard of New Zealand. And Laurel Hubbard, transgender woman, is set to go to the Olympics as a weightlifter. Participating in the women's over 87 kilogram weightlifting category. Now, one thing that people who disagree with trans athletes participating in sports will not tell you is that Hubbard has to meet criteria laid out by the International Olympic Committee, put in place in the early 2000s and updated in 2015, creating rules regarding trans women's participation in the Games. These requirements include a measured testosterone level between 10 nanomoles per liter for a year prior to competition and throughout the duration of competing, as well as compliance with testing to ensure this testosterone requirement is met. Now, let's think about that in, in relationship to Shakari Richardson. Shakari Richardson was suspended for testing positive for marijuana. All the athletes have to go and do the drug testing. Uh, there are, of course, anti-doping regulations for the Olympic Games, as there are in sports in general, but the Olympics are pretty strict on this. Shakari Richardson was disqualified for testing positive for marijuana. She's a top U.S. track and field star, but she will not be competing in the Olympics this summer after testing positive for marijuana, which is banned as a substance, according to both the United States and international anti-doping agencies. People are making this a racial issue. If you agree to participate in the sport, you know what the doping policies are. You want to smoke weed up until the time you get tested. You know, enough time so that your body can clear it out. Why not? But if you're going to smoke weed, you're going to do some marijuana, and then you're going to get a test, and then you're going to test positive. I mean, Shakari Richardson doesn't seem like she has as much of an issue with it as the, the, the self-righteous zealots who run around in the streets masquerading as social justice warriors when all they are are Maoist red guards. 
they don't like it because they think it's a racially motivated attack. Really, it's racially motivated if a person violates one of the policies that they agreed to abide by when signing on to perform at the Olympics. You know, see, we have to maintain some form of realism here, folks. We have to maintain some form of, of code or things just fall apart and become subject to the mob. And that's not what we want. And I think that's part of the reason the Olympic Committee has said no political expressions at the events. But let's go back to Laurel Hubbard. Shakari Richardson tests positive for marijuana, and they do these tests periodically. I'm sure they do them also at random with the athletes to make sure they're not on, you know, from marijuana to steroids and whatever. And they, they test for those things. Uh, Laurel Hubbard, supposedly uh, whatever this means, is a trans athlete competing in the women's category of 87-kilogram weightlifting. Now, besides that, Laurel Hubbard is required to have uh, testosterone tests. I haven't heard anybody say this yet because I'm sure that most people don't know that they have to have testosterone tests if they're transitioning to female and they're going to compete in a female category. That uh, I'm sure someone along the way is going to say these tests are anti-trans. Once again, we have to preserve some element of realism. You look up Laurel Hubbard. Laurel Hubbard is a man. Uh, looks like uh, a nerdy video game uh, man who ate a bunch of pizza and drank a bunch of Mountain Dew. I used to do that too, so no hard feelings. But Laurel Hubbard is a man. A very, very large man with very, very large muscles. And I just think, don't you think it's a little unfair for a giant man to claim that they're a woman and then to enter into the over 87 kilogram weightlifting category with women who, I'm sorry, ladies, but naturally your muscles are not as big as men's. Could Ronda Rousey kick my ass? Yeah, I'm sure Shakari Richardson could probably kick my ass. She's ripped. But men typically have larger muscles. That's biology. Okay, until we start being born as human-animal hybrids and until our genes start changing because of genetic engineering experiments, then men are always going to have larger muscles on average, and women are not. So if I'm a six foot five, 250-pound man, and I, and I can lift more than a woman on average anyway, and then I'm going to compete in the women's category at the Olympics, how is that fair to the women that have trained their entire lives, their whole lives, to perform at the Olympics, and then some guy walks in and just lifts the bell over their head, and they win. That doesn't seem fair to women. I'd like to, to get a female's take on this. Is that, is that fair? You know, you train all year, every year, for years to compete in this competition. You eat right, you exercise, you don't have alcohol, you don't do drugs, you're lifting constantly, you're recovering constantly, you're taking care of yourself, and then here comes some person. I don't know if Laurel Hubbard's mentally ill, but a lot of trans people are mentally ill because of the drugs that they're on. Here comes some trans person with giant muscles bigger than your torso, and they just lift the bar up with one arm, and they say, look, I win. I win because I'm a woman now. No, you're not. You're still a man. And you shouldn't be competing in that competition. However, what a lot of people won't tell you is you have to have a testosterone level below a, a certain number. 
10 nanomoles per liter. If you don't have that for a year prior to the competition, you can't compete because at least the Olympic Committee is, have, is holding some standards since 2000 and 2015 for trans athletes. You have to have some, you know, some line in the sand drawn. The only problem with testosterone is a real big guy with big muscles who can lift a refrigerator over his head probably has high testosterone levels, but might not. So your testosterone levels could be very low, but if you have big muscles, you come in and just destroy the women with your big muscles. I don't think that sounds fair. It's not about being pro or anti anything. I just don't think a six foot five person, and, and, and I'm not saying that this is Laurel Hubbard, I'm just saying I don't think a six foot five guy with giant muscles should come in and start lifting weights with women and beat them in the competition they've been training their whole lives for. I don't really think that's fair to women. Do you? I looked it up just to double check though. Laurel Hubbard is six foot one. And somehow, um, it's going to walk into the women's competition and yeah, I am woman now. I lift weights. Well, that's not very fair, is it? So then, you know, it's like people don't, it's so weird because you just, nobody, nobody pays attention to the details. I don't think Laurel Hubbard should be competing in, in the women's sport. That's, I think, wrong. And I think that's demeaning to women. And I think it creates a new so-called glass ceiling for women. I think that's wrong. But even so, at least there's some standard. At least the Olympic Committee says you have to test under a certain uh, level of testosterone consistently for a year prior to the competition. And a lot of people don't recognize that, who refuse to have any conversation about trans people participating in sports. On the other side, when we start talking about things like drugs, like marijuana, Shakari Richardson was suspended for testing positive for marijuana. Shakari Richardson didn't go on some anti-American rant. F this country. You're a bunch of racists who hate black women who can compete in track and field. But other people have, have already started to say that. F America. They won't let her participate because she broke the anti-doping policy. Why is that so hard to understand? It's like I saw a bumper sticker the other day here in Rochester. The police attacked Daniel Prude. And I thought, okay, they did attack Daniel Prude. Do you know why? Because the guy was spitting on people half naked downtown Rochester. Of course the people attacked, the, 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 the police aggressively pursued him. Well, they didn't have to kill him. They didn't have to put a mask on his head. Well, they, they put a mask on his head because he was spitting. It was a spit hood. Oh, they did it because he was black. No, they did it because he was spitting. Do, do you, at some point, we've just lost our ability to focus on reality. You know, we've gotten to a point now where if you can't even identify the perpetrator because if they're black or they're Mexican or they're Asian or whatever, somehow it's racist to identify the person who raped you or it's racist to identify the person who robbed the store or, or it's racist to defend yourself. Think about that. It's racist to enforce the Olympic Games' anti-doping policy. Do you know how many white people have been suspended for doping? Now, maybe you think of doping, you think of steroids, and yes, yeah, steroids, 
I think if you I think if you are caught with steroids and you test positive for steroids, I think you should be banned indefinitely, permanently from participating in any Olympic Games for your entire life. I think it should be that harsh. For marijuana, it should be a disqualification, and that I think should be the bottom line, it, or or at least a suspension. You know, which I think in in the case of the Olympic Games is, you know, disqualification is equivalent to suspension because you're just not going to play in these games, but you can qualify for the next games. Well, that's not fair. It is fair because when you signed up, when you agreed, you knew what the policy was. You were smoking weed, you're out. Now, if you want to change that policy, change the policy. But it's funny because with Laurel Hubbard, people that don't want Laurel Hubbard to participate in the women's sport don't know that the Olympic Games do have specific guidelines for testosterone levels. And for, for you know, Shakira Richardson, she's not really as up. I'm sure, I'm sure she's devastated because she's disqualified, but she's not making this about social justice and racism, but other people are. And they don't know about the anti-doping. I'm sure most of those people don't have any clue that there even is an anti-doping policy. All they know is she's black and they're going to stand up and fight for her. I mean, look at this woman. This woman could rip me in half. Okay, this woman is is a beast. All right? And I'm sure she is is obliterating and could obliterate other athletes in the Olympics. Look at these women. You talk about strong women. These are some strong women. All right? Black, white, doesn't matter. These are some strong women. But why do people care about Shakari Richardson? They don't care about her because she's talented or because she's she was in the Olympics and disqualified. They care because they want the White House to take a stance against anti-doping for marijuana. Why? Because the picture in the article I read were a bunch of potheads standing outside the White House. A bunch of hippies that didn't do anything with their lives that smoked weed every day. That's all that they were. They're a bunch of hippies, okay? And they smoke weed every single day and don't do anything else. I don't care if you smoke weed. But don't make this about, oh, we want her to participate. Why? Because you want them to override the anti-doping policy so the U.S. government could acknowledge that marijuana is fine to smoke and, to, and, and to, to, to use before you participate in sports. I don't think marijuana should be used before you participate in, in, in any kind of event. It's like alcohol. Some people are actually better at doing certain things when they're drunk. You might be better at uh, throwing a javelin when you're drunk. I don't want to be anywhere around you, but you might be better at it. Does that mean you should be able to participate because you're really good at it, but you're doing it drunk? No, you shouldn't. The only performance enhancer you should have is the food that goes into your body, more importantly, the food that doesn't go into your body, and your exercise routine and how you take care of yourself mentally and physical, physically because that's how most athletes do it. That's the way that you do it. That's how you should do it. You get caught with uh, marijuana, it's a disqualification. You get caught with steroids, you, in my opinion, you should be disqualified and banned from the games entirely. But one thing that we know for sure, suspending somebody over marijuana usage is not racist. And saying that, you know, Big bodybuilders who are men who decide one day that they don't want their penis anymore should be able to compete with women who have trained their whole lives to compete with the lower echelons of the male community in that in that sport. Um, I don't think that should be happening because that's not fair and that demeans women. And when a big guy comes into GameStop and says, it's ma'am. Uh, no, it's still sir. OK, it's still you're you're a giant man. 
with a giant bulge in their pants, with giant muscles, you're not a woman. Okay? Muscles don't mean that you're a man or a woman because a lot of these athletes are just absolutely ripped because they train and because they eat right and because they dedicate their lives to this. This is not a racial issue. This is not a gender issue. This is supposed to be a fun time where people who have trained their whole lives and are sponsored by their respective countries get together, they drop all the political nonsense, and they compete. They throw things, they run around things, they skate across things, they slide rocks, you know, they shoot a basketball through a hoop. It shouldn't be about anything except that. Good, healthy competition. Good thing the Olympic Committee banned political expression at the Olympics. That makes me more inclined to get up at whatever time in the morning and watch the Olympics. For others, however, like Gwen Berry, Gwen Berry doesn't like the national anthem so much. And Gwen Berry, like Chelsea Wolfe, doesn't really like the United States of America, it seems. They can say, Chelsea Wolfe can say, I love the United States, but I don't like fascism. Really? Because if you lived in a fascist country and you said you were going to burn that country's flag when they've given you the opportunity to perform on that level, they would have shot you. You would be in jail. You'd be in a struggle session. You'd be in a concentration camp. So go to a fascist country, Chelsea Wolf. Go to a fascist country, a real fascist country, one of your socialist utopias, and you see how well they'll take you burning their flag on the Olympic podium. You won't make it to the Olympics. You probably won't make it out of your house. And Gwen Berry, same thing. I don't like the national anthem then don't go compete for the United States. Go become a citizen of another country and compete for them. And when you express that view, just like Chelsea Wolfe, you'll be disappeared. It's just unbelievable that people can think, I'm going to use an open free society to destroy that open and free society based on historical ignorance and an, an inability to understand the context within the complex social issues that they're ignorantly speaking about and, and, and promoting on such a stage to younger athletes and younger kids who watch. Black, white, doesn't really matter. We're going to talk about this and more when we come back right here on The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Brian Gable, five nights a week on The Fringe FM and join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's thesecretteachings.info and The Fringe FM. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out 
Good Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I personally use their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> it's like you're all working for the same guy. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, the Fringe FM. This is the Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. You are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio, airing five nights a week, broadcasting around the world, right here on The Fringe FM, Monday through Friday. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. The 2021 Tokyo Olympics begin in two weeks, and the International Olympic Committee has banned political expressions at the Games, explicitly banning imagery, slogans, logos, and activism pertaining to Black Lives Matter. A lot of people are upset about this, of course, because they want to apparently use their free and open society to tear apart that free and open society. They want to support a Marxist group like BLM that wants to destroy the family structure 
and to raise kids in villages with comrades and to destroy all men because apparently that is not exactly what's happened to black communities across the country already. Just because somebody uses the name XYZ Matters doesn't mean they actually care about those people. In the same way that Shakari Richardson, the track and field star for the United States, was disqualified from the Olympics because she tested positive for marijuana, whether or not you agree with the doping policies of the Olympic Committee or the U.S. government for athletes, people make this a racial issue. She was disqualified because of the color of her skin. No, she was disqualified because she was smoking weed, because she was on dope. Now, you can argue, oh, marijuana is this. I don't care what you think about marijuana. That's the policy of the Olympics. If you want to change it, change it. But my personal opinion is I don't care if it's marijuana or steroids. There clearly is a difference, and disqualification is different than being banned from the Olympics, which I think you should be permanently banned from any participatory sport if you are on steroids, period. If you're caught on steroids, you're gone. Your contract is void, you're gone. That's how I would handle it. Obviously, a lot of money gets involved, and that's easily overlooked. And marijuana is demonized by some people for political and other reasons. But some people make it about race. Some people make it about marijuana and drugs. And There's a lot of stuff going on with the Olympics this year. There, there won't be fans in the stadium. The Olympics is banning political expressions. That They will allow athletes to voice their opinions and expressions at press conferences. I think that's a healthy middle ground. But you have uh, people like Chelsea Wolfe, the BMX freestyler, who said, I want to burn the U.S. flag on the podium. And you have people like Laurel uh, Hubbard, who is uh, a man, but identifies as a woman, who has had to take testosterone tests over the last year to qualify for participation in the women's over 87-kilogram weightlifting category, which I think is just totally wrong. Uh, although there is a standard there for testosterone it's, I think it's still wrong because even if you have big, giant muscles, you still might have low testosterone. And if it comes in under a certain number, when you're born a biological male, you naturally, on average, have larger muscles and are stronger than women. I don't think that's fair. I think that creates a new glass ceiling for women. I think it's very discriminatory. And I think it's another example of using an ultra, 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 hyper small minority group, trans people, to advocate for the destruction of the majority group, which are heterosexual females. And when you start getting into specifics of like black trans people, you're talking about an ultra, 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 hyper, 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 micro, nano sized portion of the United States and the world population. You know that our population is only 13% to 14% black. You know that the black population being that small somehow contributes to 54% of violent crime in the United States on average. You know that that population also accounts for about 50%. It's like between 30 and 50% of all abortions. Where's the concern for those black babies that are aborted? It, over a third of abortions are from the black community. That's where a lot of Planned Parenthoods are placed. Where's the outrage over that? Where's the, out, where's the outrage over, over the children 
abused in the entertainment industry? Where's the outrage over the men abused in the entertainment industry? Now, all of our attention is focused on trans athletes for the Olympics and, you know, talented uh, track and field stars who smoke a little weed and they got disqualified. Oh, it's because they're black. And, oh, it's because the government won't let me smoke weed. It's all just about your personal bias. It's unimpressive. It's not a political statement. It's ignorance. And it's, it's freaking incompetence. It's wrong. It's just weird. It's bizarre. This, that, that's just, this shouldn't be, in my view anyway, what the Olympics are, are all about. But then you get other people. There's a, there's a hammer thrower named Gwen Berry. And Gwen Berry has made the news over the last couple of weeks because Gwen Berry doesn't like the national anthem of the United States. Fair enough. I don't particularly like the national anthem. Uh, and in fact, when I used to go to hockey games, I, I never stood for the, for the national anthem and I never saluted my heart for the flag at long, long before Colin Kaepernick. And then one time when I was sitting at a, at a minor league hockey game in, in Idaho, people were upset with me, uh, you know, calling me names because I didn't stand for the national anthem. I just said, I not standing for it because I have a right not to, and it's not because I hate America. I just don't want to stand for the national anthem. That's it. I'm not a white Colin Kaepernick, you redneck moron. I just don't want to stand for it. That's it. It's the bottom line. I have a right not to. Colin Kaepernick has a right not to, unless it's explicitly in his contract that he has to stand. At least that's what the Olympic Committee is saying, that all athletes will stand for the anthem they will not put their fist in the air if they do there will be immediate punishment now are they going to carry that out i don't know maybe maybe not but hopefully the the policy and the threat of punishment will prevent players from doing that and if a player does do that they need to be dealt with immediately and they're disqualified and then no other player is probably going to do it because they don't want to throw everything away with some meaningless political gesture that people on average including the athletes in the survey that the committee conducted the athletes don't want to see that either. And considering that a lot of the athletes are black uh, women and from a variety of other countries with different nationalities, I find it strange how the only athletes who seem to care about making political statements are white athletes from, from first world countries where they have all the opportunity in the world, all the money in the world, all the support in the world, all the ability to be ignorant fools, and they're the ones that want to make the statements because they feel oppressed. Most of the athletes from other countries don't act that way or feel that way, one, because they are indoctrinated by an agenda that ultimately boils down into dictatorship, and if you step out of line, we kill you. <laughs> but uh, we have free expression here in the United States and we can say and do what we want for the most part, you know, unless it's, you know, it's threatening, you know, or it's a violation of, of some law. But we have to we have to make the distinction between what is allowed to be said. And in some cases, like the Olympics, it's probably not a good idea to burn the American flag at the podium, Chelsea Wolfe. It's probably not a good idea to turn your back on the national anthem, Gwen Berry, even if you don't like it, even if you have a right not to like it, even if you don't like the flag, fine, that's wonderful. You have the right to have that opinion. But then, you know, don't use your position to voice that opinion under the circumstances that you find yourself in, like 
the Olympics. I, I, I find that wrong. That's, I'm taking a stance on this tonight. I find that wrong. If you don't like the national anthem, you don't like the American flag, and you agree to participate in the Olympics, one, it's not racist if you're smoking weed and are disqualified. Two, if you're a man, you shouldn't be competing in women's sports. And three, Gwen Berry, Chelsea Wolf, if you hate America so badly and you want to see America run like Venezuela or North Korea, North Korea is participating in the Olympic Games. Take a trip to North Korea, become a citizen, and compete for them in four years. If you really love that kind of government so much, it's not like get out if you don't agree with us. It's if you really hate this place so bad, why stay here? Well, probably because you have a right to say, I want to burn the American flag. You have a right to say, I really don't like the national anthem without being disappeared. And that's what you really like. You like the freedom. You just don't like other people to have freedom. And that speaks more to Gwen Berry and Chelsea Wolfe than it does what America represents, at least ideologically. It speaks to those individuals who they don't want to leave the country because if they left the country, they'd be disappeared in most other countries, especially for... Imagine if a North Korean athlete was like, yeah, uh, I'm going to burn the, the Korean flag on the podium. You'd be shot. Imagine if like an old... Like during the, the, the Soviet Union, if like a, if, if a Soviet agent said... Uh, a, a agent, Soviet athlete said, I'm not going to... I'm not going to support the Soviet Union. I'm going to like burn the Soviet flag or just, you know, anybody says, I, I'm just, I, I, I hate this country. Uh, you can't say that in those places or you, you disappear. So Gwen Berry and Chelsea Wolf and other people that support this crap, you do understand that you have a right to say that and you can get away with saying it without being swarmed by a mob because you live in this country. So it's probably not a good idea to badmouth the country that gives you all the money and all the opportunity to do the things that you do without having real jobs to compete on an international level in a very sacred and ancient game. Ultimately, in, in in a game that represents some of the best qualities of the human race coming together and uniting for, for fun and games uh, I just, maybe you should just tone it down a little bit. And that's really all the Olympic Committee is saying. You know, that's really what most Americans are saying. It's like, we came to watch track and field, okay? We came to watch somebody throw a rock or a stick. We didn't come to listen to how we're bad for being American, but we love the North Koreans or we love the Chinese. This Gwen Berry woman was very upset when the national anthem was played. She decided couple of weeks ago to turn around at a U.S. Olympic track and field trial. The song started playing when Gwen Berry was standing on the podium receiving a bronze medal in the hammer throw. And while the music played, Berry placed her left hand on her hip and she fidgeted. She took a quarter turn, so she was facing the stand, not the flag. And toward the end, she plucked up her black t-shirt with the words activist athlete emblazoned on the front and draped it over her head, and then says, it feels like a setup. I was pissed. Well, you're the one that turned around while the flag was being flown. And, you know, maybe you don't agree 
with certain things about America. But I just don't understand why you can be so incompetent and so ignorant as to think, huh, I live in a country where I am making a lot of money and I am competing in, uh, you know, uh, trials for the Olympics and I am able to do things in this country I certainly can't do in other countries. And yet your, your constant argument is there isn't enough justice and you're oppressed as a black person. Really? You're oppressed as a black person. You have, you know, a lot of these athletes have endorsements and sponsors. They make millions of dollars. They compete in a sport for a living. Some of them do other things after, you know, the Olympics and after their professional careers. But you play a sport for a living. I mean, LeBron James is a great example. Here's a guy who makes hundreds of millions of dollars who has the American dream, giant mansion, family. I mean, this guy is so well-known and so outspoken. He has a, like a political following. I bet if LeBron James ran for political office, he'd probably win. He has a political following of a bunch of morons who believe what he says. Here's a guy, because the NBA is so greedy for fans that they make deals with communist China. And... Uh, Here's a guy who basically says, yeah, we love communist China. We love what they do. We love how they, just like Justin Trudeau and all the others, we love communist China. And then while communist China has concentration camps, death camps, re-education centers, and uh, generally don't tolerate people who share your views otherwise, um, you express those things in a country where you can express them Wishing to build an environment and a political system in which if you express those ideas, you'll be shot, have your organs harvested, sent to a re-education camp, or disappeared entirely. So how LeBron James and people like Chelsea Wolfe and people like uh, Gwen Berry, really, I guess, Gwen Berry and LeBron James and others, how, how you can be a black person and claim that you're oppressed with, with in LeBron James's case, $100 million in a bank account, you know, with a wife and kids with giant mansions, winning giant championship rings every couple of years. How you can say you're oppressed is just unfathomable. Unfathomable. You're not oppressed. You're a spoiled, rotten, wealthy athlete elitist. And you think you speak for other people because of the color of your skin. You're a racist, bigoted prick. That's what LeBron James is. And Gwen Perry, she ain't no different. And then you get you got other people like Chelsea Wolf. Chelsea Wolf. Chelsea Wolf just I want to burn the American flag. I want to burn the American flag. Really? You're gonna burn the American flag? Well, go try to burn the flag of any other country and you see what happens. Chelsea Wolf, a BMX rider who's like half qualified for the Olympics. You know, Chelsea Wolf, Chelsea Wolf ain't black. So what's Chelsea Wolf's problem? Oh, Chelsea Wolf's trans. So on the hierarchy of social justice, Chelsea Wolf is above a white woman because she's trans. If she was heterosexual, she'd be below the trans woman. Is that how it works? But if you're a black woman, you're better than the trans white woman. But if you're a trans black woman, then you're better than the black woman and the white trans woman and the black man. But if you're a black trans man, you're better than all of those except for the black trans woman. And then if you're uh, a gay Jew, you just transcend time and space and become a god. 
because Israel is the capital of the LGBT movement. I just don't really see what that has to do with anything. I thought the Olympics were about setting aside our differences, coming together, playing a sport, having some healthy competition and some jabs at each other, enjoying the games, and then going home. But instead, uh, I guess it's just a big event for... That's really what the Olympics should be. The Olympic, They should just change the Olympics. You know, screw hockey, screw the hammer throw, uh, the track and field competition, all that. Just get rid of all that. Let's just have competitions where we can see what team can tear down uh, their their history faster. Like, how fast can you tear down this statue? Uh, we should have competitions like the social justice competition. Who can virtue signal the best? That, that, that should really be the competition of the Olympics, don't you think? Virtue signaling. Who can, who can come up with the best slogan, the best chant? You know, who, who can riot the best? Who can, who can loot? It's like that old shopping game where you had a few minutes to grab all those groceries. It should really just be like a, an Olympic looting competition. And you just go in and you loot as you got 30 minutes and you just loot as much as you can. Go to Target, go to Barney's, go to the big box stores. Just loot and loot and loot and loot and loot. And then when that time is called, we count up how much you've looted. And whatever country looted the most, you win the gold medal. You know, when you come in a few hundred dollars under the first country, you get a silver medal, then you get a bronze medal. And then since everybody wins, everybody ends up getting a gold medal. Everybody wins, no matter how much you looted. That should be the Olympics. Looting, uh, social justice competitions, virtue signaling. That should be a big event. At the, I'd watch that. I'd watch the virtue signal competition. That would be great. Tearing down statues, burning history books. That would be a great one. Burning history books at the Olympics. Let's just burn whatever country you come from. If you come from China, if you have any history books left, you bring those, we burn them. North Korea, if you have any books left at all, you can bring those, we'll burn them. In America, we'll just bring planefuls of books that you people don't like, and we'll just dump them in the Olympic Stadium, in the cauldron, and light it on fire and burn the books. And whoever dumps the most books in there, they get a gold medal. And even if they don't dump any books, they get a gold medal because, uh, you know, they're trans or they're black or they participated. So everybody gets a gold medal. You see how ridiculous that sounds? That's how insane Gwen Berry sounds. That's how insane Chelsea Wolfe sounds. That's how insane these people sound because they are insane. They're mentally ill. They're mentally ill. They are li- people like Chelsea Wolfe who uh, you look at that person. Oh, my God, that person is messed up. And you look at people like uh, Gwen Berry, look at that arrogant, pompous attitude on her face. You know why she's upset? Because a chunkier white lady beat her. That's why she's upset. Because a, 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 a more attractive white woman with tan skin beat her. That's why she's upset. Because she got a bronze medal. She's black, though. She deserves a gold medal. What an arrogant, pompous little witch Gwen Berry is. Then, you know, Shakari Richardson gets banned for disqualified rather for marijuana and it's oh, it's a racial issue. Why isn't she making this about race? Why isn't she on TV every night? I was disqualified because I was black because it's freaking ridiculous. She was disqualified because she was smoking marijuana and under whatever circumstances, okay, might be understandable, it still violates the Olympic policy on doping, and that's the bottom line. See, if we don't have some standard in the world, we don't have some like baseline where we can we can we we just collectively acknowledge we're not going to cross that line or our world falls apart. If we don't have that, 
the things that we're hearing and the things that we're seeing with the Olympics and with social justice, that seems to take center stage and then society crumbles. And then you end up with a society like North Korea or China where if you pass a picture of the dictator and you don't smile, hit squads come to your home and you disappear. Is that the place that you want to live? Is that where Chelsea Wolf wants to live? Where if you're transgender in some countries, they'll just kill you? Do you want to live in a country where if, you know, today, to, right now, today, if you were in Somalia and you were black, you could be trafficked as a human being, as a slave? Would you like to live in those countries? Would, would Ilhan Omar like to go back to the slave trade that her family runs? Would she like to go back to Somalia? Would these people that are black, white, green, purple, yellow, would, would you like to go to other countries where you actually can't voice your opinion? Yeah, sure, they might share your political ideology, but you don't understand that political ideology squashes anything and everything. Even if it's in agreement, because eventually those agreements might turn to disagreements. So you have to eliminate all competition to the state. So you're just basically campaigning for the state to be God, thinking that it creates equality when it creates complete inequality across all races, all genders, all sexual all sexualities, everything. Everything becomes unequal. So if you really hate this country that bad, you hate the American flag and the national anthem, great, you have a right to feel that way. I just don't think we should have that at the Olympics. And if you'd feel that way, I feel like you should also be banned from playing in the Olympics or disqualified until you can change your tune because you've been given an opportunity to do something that very few people have ever gotten to do in history. It's about dropping those political differences and coming together in good, healthy, clean competition and sport. That's what it should be about. Not how you don't like the country that gives you the opportunity and the money to play that game and not have a real job. It's just the perspective on, on this from other countries and all the athletes at the games. They're like, we don't want this. We just want to play. And that's how it should be. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. www.thesecretteachings.info is our website. Subscribe to the archive today. Check out our affiliates, Pro One Water Filters and US Plus Health, and grab one of my books or two or three on the website today. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings, but don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.